This is your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we got Charlie, we got Johnny the Beatman, and we got you for a three hour ride on this Deal Breakers Thursday. What open phone lines for you at 312 332 ESPN? Already a fine. 312 332 3776 is our telephone number. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN Without Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going on Twitch and watching this show and every show on Twitch brought to you by Connie's Pizza. And Cap. You know, the one thing that everyone's talking about, not just here at ESPN 1000, thank you very much for t- putting that dollar in for Bernie'sBookBank.org. Can't even get the show started. My can't even, get the, can't even I, get the intro started and the phone rings. I came in Restaurant and we've quality. been talking yeah. and then forgot to turn the ring around. Restaurant quality broadcasting as usual, right there. Dollar for Bernie'sBookBank.org. There you go. Nonetheless, we take a look at the Chicago Bears, and not just here. I know you've been hearing this on SiriusXM and on the television shows. People are just intrigued. See, this is why when people were telling us on Bears Monday, the number one pick doesn't mean anything. This whole thing with the number one pick, I mean, it's just, I mean, you see these busts for the number one pick. Hang on a second, Charlie. Here's what you got to understand. The number one pick means that the world is your oyster. Whatever you want to do with that number one pick. You want to trade down. You want to keep that pick. You want to be able to put whatever you want in that pick. It's, it is you really controlling the draft at the top when you're the number one pick in the draft like the Bears have. Somebody right? said, correct. Somebody said to me yesterday, why not just draft the quarterback that you evaluate as the best, take them both to camp, work them out, and then figure it out. I'm like, that's not how it works a quarterback becomes the leader of your football team. He is the most important person in your building. Yes. And the team looks back and goes, I'm following that dude. Or I'm not following. And if they don't follow, it means you need a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Guys didn't want to follow Cutler. That's why it never worked. He had all that ability. It never worked. You cannot bring... Justin, say hi to Bryce. Bryce Young, say hi to Justin Fields. May no. the best man win. It doesn't work that way. Mm-mm. What is going to happen is Ryan Poles will do his due diligence. They will go to the combine. They will bring their allotted, I think it's 30 different guys through Hallis Hall. There will be quarterbacks coming in. If you go back and look at the timetable of when these deals go down, late March, early April. You're not going to see a trade tomorrow. Chicago's traded the number one pick or they've traded Justin. Not going to happen. Not working that way. As they go through and do their due diligence, they're going to say, okay, I'm trading with you. Here's what I have to have. You don't want it? Okay, next up. Who wants the number one pick? Here's the price. And when someone meets 
an extraordinary price that Ryan Poles deems is right, he will pull the trigger. Justin Fields will be and should be your quarterback. There's no question about that. But along with that, though, when you and I are on the same page, and, and many are on the same page, that feel that Justin Fields should be the guy, that should be the quarterback, I don't believe in outdumbing the room. You don't have to parade around general manager meetings saying, look how smart I am. I was able to trade Justin Fields, and we have the best quarterback on the board, and we got these picks and that pick. Listen, when it's so difficult to find the guy, the quarterback position is the most important position in the National Football League. Everyone covets a guy, someone that can say, that's the cornerstone. We have to worry about him. We just got to build around that guy. It's so vital to every football team. Ask some teams that don't have one how difficult this is, right? Ask the Houston Texans. They're trying to piecemeal it together with Davis Mills. But you know that more than likely they'll say, all right, we've seen enough. we got to move on. And so that's what you have to do. But there's pressure in that for the head coach, for the general manager, and for the quarterback in that spot, isn't it? Look through the – you're correct. Look through the top of the draft, top ten picks. How many of those teams need a quarterback? Mm-hmm. How many of them? The Raiders, they gave Derek Carr a lot of money. They brought in a quarterback guru in Josh McDaniels. Now they're going to reset again. Do they sign a 45-year-old Tom Brady and try and win quick? Or do they pay a huge price to go up from, I believe they're eight, all the way up to one or two or three to get said quarterback? And there's no guarantee that any of those guys are going to work out. Better than Derek Carr worked out. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so difficult that if you get one, you do not move on. You don't trade Justin Fields because he had lousy talent around him on a horrible football team. You build around him. Yes. He's beloved in that building. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mitch was beloved. Didn't work out. Right. Justin's a better player. He's a great leader. Get him some freaking talent and let's go. You know what's interesting, though, about this, Cap, and it, we scratch our heads collectively as a show sometimes when we start to see these firings, mm-hmm. especially around the NFL. Like, boy, you only just gave this guy a year. God, you only gave this guy a couple years. The reason why that some GMs and some ownership is trigger happy is because of the pressure. The pressure, Cooker, of the NFL. Man, if we don't turn this around right away, we're going to start losing fans. We're going to start losing interest. People are not going to be, want to be able to consume our product. So there's pressure there. And for Ryan Poles, even though this is year two for him, and this is going to be year two as a full-time starter for Justin Fields, and a year two for Matt Eberflus, all those guys have pressure because, as we always say on the show, nothing galvanizes a city like the Chicago Bears. Cub fans and Sox fans agree they come together for the Chicago Bears. Hawks fans and Bulls fans come together because of the Chicago, uh, Chicago Bears. So there's a lot of pressure in that position, even in year two. All right, you had your one year to lose and to tank the season. But now it starts to ratchet up, isn't it? Now the heat's on to find out what you're going to do this offseason. If they're 3-14 and 14 next year, they're probably, after another 3-14, and 14, if they've added some pieces around Justin and it doesn't work, it's probably going to blow back on him. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. Now, if Justin goes out and has a really good year and they didn't have enough talent around him and they were injured, well, then the pressure goes to the head coach, the OC, and the GM. 
I believe Justin's the guy, and that five years from now, we're going to sit here, and a 28-year-old Justin Fields, people are going to be, can you believe we doubted that guy? Right. But if they go out next year, and they're awful, and he's awful, oh boy, now you've got real issues. So the question to Ryan Poles the other day when he met the press was, what does success look like? Because this is where we're leading in our conversation this morning. We talk about pressure, and we talk about this year being the year where you evaluate your level of franchise. All right, let's just clear the books here. Let's get some money. Let's get some draft picks. Let's try to reimagine this organization and this franchise. What does success look like, Ryan Poles? As we reflect on the season, I think when I started uh, in the very beginning, I talked about a mentor of mine asking, what does success look like if you took wins and losses? And you put that to the side for a second. And I did that. And it was really about the foundation that we built this year. I was excited about that. I was excited about the the progress that we made. Um, I think two things can be true too. I think you can be disappointed in the the losses, right? That's not our, our what we're here to do. Uh, it hurts. I joked earlier, like it feels like part of your football soul gets ripped out when you got to do it over and over and over again. Um, but the resilience that this organization showed was outstanding. Uh, in our all staff meeting, I handed out this in the very beginning of the season it was just a a building block that in the shape of a lego and i talked about the entire organization doing what it takes to stick together um because i knew how important it was to build a foundation that was rock solid it wasn't on something that was shaky that would fracture and that really everyone bought into that and i was excited about that i know that we're in a healthier situation now than we were before Mm. and we're excited about where we're going how about that the general manager plays with Legos. Go ahead. They love Legos. <laughs> love them. When he says we're in a healthier place than we were before, mm-hmm. they're in a healthier place not because the roster's better, because he's cleaned all the so-called dead wood. And that doesn't mean Roquan's not a good player or Khalil Mack or Robert He hit the reset button. Yeah, I don't take that literally. I understand what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I like, know what you mean. Like, Khalil's a really wonderful player. It wasn't going to work here. Having a 32-year-old pass rusher making what he makes wasn't going to make us better. So that's what he means. We're in a healthier position. We hit the reset button. Now, let's move forward. It is a, it truly is a new era of Bears football. Everything's going to be fresh and different. We've got, we may not have the stadium built by the end of the year. But we'll know they're going there by the end of the year. They're going to sound a whole lot different. And they're going to look a whole lot different. So we have two players that we hear from every day on the station, and Yurko and Waddle. They know the pressure as a player. You're the only one in our building every day that knows the pressure of coaching. You're the only one here that we have here every day that can speak to the pressure of coaching. Assistant, head coach, every day, you've got to be able to work toward a goal. So what is that like for Matt Eberflus, that pressure of and these, the coaching staff or someone above me, or in your case, the athletic director or the other coaches have pressure on you to succeed? So what is that like? It is the most frustrating and exhilarating thing at the same time. Like, nobody knows that you're in the office at midnight trying to figure out how can we beat Eastern Michigan, and then you lose because official makes a bad call or you think it's a bad call. 
player has a layup and he misses it. We got a wide open shot. How did we miss that? What do you mean you didn't guard that guy? It drives you insane. And then every know-it-all the next morning when you go get breakfast, Coach, what are you doing? Why didn't you do that? Were you in the office till midnight? Do you think we're stupid? We didn't tell our kids, don't follow that guy. Do you think we're that dumb? But that that's what drives coaches insane. You think you put everyone in position, and then you wake up, and you're like, oh, i got to get ready for Central Michigan now. Oh, my God, we have a game at Wisconsin in two days? We're going to get crushed. We look terrible. Everyone else goes about their day, and they just turn the game on and think you're a moron. It's, it's really frustrating. I understand why Theo would go nuts. You guys in the media have no idea what you're talking about. None. What we go through. We're not stupid. But it comes off that way. Mm-hmm. It sucks at times. And so that's probably what Matt Eberflus, even though this is just his first year, be, be, you know, he's a D.C. for a long time, but being a head coach, I know that's got to feel completely different. Lying or trying to mislead the media so you don't want anything to leak out. Right. Say, you know, saying things and doing things, just trying to get through the day. That's what Eberflus is going through. And again, purposely misleading because he doesn't want anything to get out. He just wants to stay Solid as a team. Whatever's happening internally, it's got to stay internal. Like we are, I was t- discussing with Shay. He d- he's a Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. Can we please get Matt Patricia out of here? He's an idiot. I guarantee you that guy's spending 16 hours a day in the facility. I don't care. Get him out. He's an idiot. No, don't bring this up because I'm going to get mad. And we're not doing radio in Boston. I, the I, fact I, he hasn't been fired already is a sham. He was a horrible head coach in Detroit. He treated players wrong. Then he had a soft landing with Belichick's different situation. I don't care if he's grinding 27 hours a day. Get out. We had the worst red zone offense in the league. Get out. Get out. 714 here on the Sports Hub. Yeah, exactly, in Boston. But that's my point. That's my example. These guys are not stupid. He is not an idiot. He's an intelligent man who works hard at his craft. It didn't work for whatever reason. Mm. That's what drives them up there insane. Because the people, the noise from the outside, Mm. us, fans, they don't, we don't have any idea what goes on in that room. None. It's it sh- and it should stay internal. Yes. When somebody leaked Kirby Smart screaming to his team, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be public. Shame on whoever leaked it out. I thought it was awesome. Yes, but shame on them. That is between the Georgia Bulldogs and his head, the head coach. Right. That's it. That's right. That's it. And that's what drives coaches and executives crazy. So we talk about pressure this morning. And so, Shay, let's open the phone lines here. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. On your ride in to work, we want you to answer this question for us. So, pressure. We talked about Ryan Poles. We heard from Ryan Poles. You know about Justin Fields. You know about Matt Eberflus, the head coach for this football team. Who is under more pressure for this upcoming season? It's a great question. Who's under more pressure? Is it the general manager? Is it the quarterback? Or is it the head coach? Because this is about being able to be successful eventually with this franchise. You start at three and fourteen. This is this is the beginning. Now, who's on? Who's under more pressure to get this right for the upcoming season? Poles, Fields, or Eberflus? And as it fits into that, I have a question. When we come back, I'm going to ask you. It relates to pressure. 
So, and then we'll take calls. So 312-332-ESPN is our telephone number. Jump in on our conversation about the Bears. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Glad you're with us here on this Deal Breakers Thursday. We do Deal Breakers coming up at 835 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Who's under more pressure? Cap and I are asking that question. Is it Ryan Poles? Is it Justin Fields? Or is it Matt Eberflus? We're getting your thoughts here on the ride in 312-332-3776. Now, I'll answer the question. I want to get your thoughts on this as we go to the phone lines. So, you know what's interesting about this iteration of the Bears, Cap? Is that when Matt Eberflus was named as the head coach, it was a, it was like a fart in church, a fart in synagogue. I mean, because it's kind of like, wait a minute, you have there's some other candidates here. Matt Eberflus, hmm, that might have been fourth or fifth on anything that we read, whether it's online or in the paper. Correct. Oh yeah, he's going to interview. Oh, he's getting a second interview. Hmm, interesting. Well, there were people fantasizing Jim Harbaugh. Did he take that job? Right. Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. former coach at Atlanta, D.C. for Dallas. Yeah. Hmm. Hoodie. They're hiring Matt Eberflut. Who? It's the guy in Indy. And remember, Dockage went on with Waddle and Sylvie. Yeah. Oh, they were running him out of town. Like, everyone's like, what? What do you mean they were running him out of town? Then why is he here? Right. Same thing with Ryan Poles, though. If you remember when we were covering this every day, who's going to be the new general manager? It's like there's some names there, but then it was Ryan Poles from Kansas City. Oh, not from Kansas City. Uh, not again. Oh, God. Not Kansas City they work again. Matt. Oh, God. Him? Nagy, I'm talking. Yeah, is he getting the other general managers and front office people coffee? Who is this Ryan Poles? Oh, he's a former bear. So who's Ryan Poles? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? And so. My thought is, is that Matt Eberflus comes in here and talks about the program and says, you know, we have this hits principle. And you and I, when we heard this hits principle and we played the auto, we go, oh, God. Here they go. Low-level college coach. The acronyms. Okay. okay. What does that stand for? Hustle, intensity, takeaways, smarts. Uh, okay. And we gave him the benefit of the doubt, like, okay, those four things you got to do. Okay. You got to do those things. I mean, that should be obvious, right? And water's wet. You got to do those four things. Okay. Right. All right, fine. It, so- it sounds like you're selling me a timeshare versus trying to head- be a head coach for a football Correct. team. Correct. Let me tell you about the view here that we've got. <laughs> and you'll be able to flip your timeshare around the world. Stop. <laughs> At the time, you're like, okay. But, Cap, can I just tell you that if anything's going to change first on this football team, if things go a belly up, it's going to be the head coach. He's the first one they will dangle. This guy should be under some pressure here. First year, everybody gets a pass. Not from us, not from a lot of the Bears fans, but just understanding the force for the trees. We mm-hmm. understand what this is. But, Cap, you know how quickly these coaches turn over. I know that you just said, yeah, absolutely, these coaches work hard. But it's a results business, as you well know. Correct. Results-oriented business. And when you wake up in the morning and all you think about is, how can I win a single game? Mm. Oh, God, we lost again? All right, Coach. You know, you've been on those bus trips doing games. Yep. 
And you look at the team, the players are fast asleep, they're texting with their girlfriend, and you're sitting up with the, the coach yeah. with one light on, and you're, you see that you've sent me pictures of over the years. You literally are pouring over the notes. Oh. All right, forget, flush that one. Coach, yeah, we got Wisconsin in two days. How are we going to attack them? Coach. We've got to go on the road and play at Murray, Kentucky. What? Yeah. They're 9-0 and at home. Oh, my God. What are we? It, it just it never stops. It feels like you're drowning. I think a lot of pressure is on Matt Eberflus to, to do something because the whole thing's been underwhelming. But Matt Eberflus, he was pissed off a few times this year, especially mad when you, when you turn the ball over. I mean, I like that he was able to say that. But, Cap, when, when this team is right, Eberflus will not be the head coach. I don't think so. I think when this team is right, with the, the direction they want to go, Justin Fields will be the quarterback. Ryan Poles will have at least a second head coach to be able to work with. Right. But Eberflus, as a head coach, has to set a tone. They talk about culture all the time or the foundation. That's what they say. They set a foundation. All right, cool. So is that foundation winning more? Is that foundation being uh, – you know, sound football team. Now, one thing for sure that they, it's a team that didn't, you know, shoot themselves in the foot very often. You, you, I think you've read what I've read, right? From the athletic, they talk mm-hmm. about how the, the, the disciplined nature of the Bears. Yep. Not a lot of personal fouls, stuff like that. One of the best teams in the league and not getting personal. All right, that's fine. How about wins? How about that? Let me ask you a question. If they go into next offseason, oh boy, they were 4 and 13. They went up a game, 5 and 12. People will be devastated. Devastated. I become friends with, remember our caller, Lee Allen? Yeah. He and I have been texting a lot. He's got DeForest Buckner on one spot, Deron Payne, the free agent, coming on another spot. Will Anderson's at the other. Like, it's like an all-star team he's put together. I said, my friend, it not it doesn't work out that way. No, it's not the NBA putting together a big three. What do you mean he signed in San Francisco? They've already got Yeah, coach, he didn't want to come. Sorry, we had the highest bid. He went somewhere else. What do you mean they don't want to give us that guy? What? That guy tore his knee working out. Like, it never, it never quite goes the way you think it does. And the games just keep coming. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to you. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Who's under more pressure, Poles, Fields, or Eberflus? There he is. James and Gurney leads us off on ESPN 1000. All right, James. Hey! Good morning, boys. I like Shay. It's the first time in the history of Twitch that the executive producer comes out across the glass and clotheslines Captain and says, take that. That a boy, Shay. Get fired up as a fan. I think it's Poles. I do. I think Iberflus is going to be the scapegoat, of course, but Poles. I mean, he, he did everything. He stripped it down. He's got all this money. He has all this cap space. It's going to be, The pressure might not fall on him if it doesn't go well next year. I mean, Iberflus will be the scapegoat. And I think Fields is going to be a little bit more external pressure. If they believe in him, they're going to give him a year unless he really tanks next year. So I think it's polls. And I like that Shea showing his fandom. That's what it's all about. Next time, I want to see the first Twitch clothesline. Take that. Love you guys. Enjoy your week. Let's go, Bears. Bear down, baby. Thank you very much, James, for the phone call. And now, James, at least line open, 312-332-3776. You may say it's it's, uh, Ryan Poles. If the Bears underachieve, and they will this upcoming season, um, Poles isn't going anywhere. You, you can say scapegoat or whatever with Eberflus, but he's got to show something too. Like 
it's about talent. Can it, it'll be new talent, an infusion of new talent in this team. Can he coach them? Can he get his, his coaches to make sure that those guys are in the right position to win or to succeed? That's a big question. That That's one question. And second question, you know, Shay, I said to Shay, if they go 4-13 and 13 next year, Ryan Poles is going nowhere. No. He's going to be here. He got a five-year deal. George is going to give him his five years. The only reason they moved on from Tressman and Emery is because it became a circus up there. A blank show. Like under Nagy and Pace, they didn't win enough. Gone. You didn't do your job well enough, you're out. But it was always a professionally run operation. Right. Even Fox came in and did a really good job cleaning up the locker room mess left behind by Tressman. Emery, same day. Phil Emery used to sit in his car. And listen to sports radio. Yep. One day it's us. One day it's down the dial. Every day, half an hour, I got to hear what what people are saying. What? <laughs> Can I just also, like, I understand Ryan Poles isn't going anywhere if they're bad next year. And I would never say, if they're bad again next year, I would never say he should be fired. I would say the seat should be getting a little warm. You can't go from worst to worst. You have to show me some improvement. Whether or not that's what's going to happen is irrelevant to me. Frankly, I don't care. I'm going to have my opinion on what is happening there, regardless of what's actually going to happen. If they go three and whatever, three and 14, four and 13 next year, and they don't show any improvement, my opinion is going to be Ryan Pohl's seat should be hot. And I have no, no problem saying that. And the fact that it wouldn't be hot and you just get five years promised blank check, good, have fun, that's insane. That's part of the problem. No, it's Chicago. The, the uh, polls would be on notice. Just like Iberflus would be on notice and the team would be on notice. The pace was. Yeah, no question about it. No question. No one gets a free lunch here, Shay. No one gets a free lunch. It's the Chicago Bears. So, so there's no question. If this team does not seem like it's, if it's not getting better, or if you don't see incremental change with the team, of course people will talk about it. As we go to Lombard, here's Frank on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Really quick, I just want to say, Jay Hood, I've been listening to you since you did the Monday Night Wrestling shows, man. Long time. Good times, brother. Thank you, man. You're not that old, are you? <laughs> I wish I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I, want to, I want to say it's like a domino effect. I mean, Paul sold Eberflus on the, uh, you call it what you want, the tanking this year to get the, you know, to get the draft picks and, and what so and so on. So they got all this draft capital, all this money. So if he don't, goes out and does a good job, and I, then I think it all falls on Eberflus and Fields. But if he doesn't, you know, give them the players to to succeed, how can you blame Eberflus again? Well, he's a, he's a head coach. Like it, it is the David Ross theory when it comes to coaches and managers in this city. Uh, this is an interesting time. It's a plum time to be a sports fan to turn a blind eye to managers and coaches when a team underachieves. I've gotten on cap about the whole thing with uh, like David Ross. I'm like, and I would ask Jesse, like, what does he do? Sets a culture. Okay, so when's the winning happen? Because all I looked at and all we've looked at for years is wins and losses. Is the team getting better or not? And you can, you can draw a lot of demarcation to the general manager's office in that regard with the Cubs. But also, wins and losses do matter. So that's why I always get on David Ross like, so what does he do? Now, it's going to turn around here pretty soon for the Cubs. But the same thing with Iberflus. Don't turn a blind eye to him either. If this team doesn't seem like it's going in the right direction, he'll be the first guy. The pressure should be on his shoulders. He's a head coach for the Bears, after all. So for me, the pressure, the most pressure next year is on Justin. If they do go get 
whoever that receiver is, DeAndre Hopkins or Jerry Rice out of retirement, whoever it is, and they get him a couple offensive linemen, and you look, you go, wow, they got some weapons there. He looks worse. That pressure's on him, not the coach, him. If Justin plays really well, it's an undisciplined team. Oh, coach, what do you mean you didn't ch- challenge that? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coaching mistakes. Then it goes to Eberflus. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. If you on hold, you will be on the air. And we got some open phone lines for you. Who's under more pressure in 2023 for this Bears team? Ryan Poles, Justin Fields, or Matt Eberflus? Cap and Jay Hood, morning 7. 7- if you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The Washington Wizards, they defeated the Bulls last night 100 to 97. Also, looks like the Tua Tunga Vialoa is going to be out for the. Miami Dolphins in their uh, playoff game. Same thing with Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Ravens. A long shot to play. The Northwestern Wildcats, they lost a heartbreaker to Rutgers last night. A three-pointer by Cam Spencer gave the Scarlet Knights uh, the lead with 14 seconds to go. And also, sad to see the passing of Jeff Beck, one of Rock's greatest guitarists, died at 78. We'll get into some basketball, but I watched the Bulls and I watched that Northwestern. That Northwestern game was awesome to watch. Not the outcome. But it was awesome. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Who's under more pressure uh, in 2023? I say Matt Eberflus. You mentioned Justin Fields, our last segment. Correct. I believe Justin's under the most pressure. I think he'll respond to it. I'm his biggest backer. Have been from day one. Love him. Would not trade him. But he better take the next step. Yeah, I'm hoping that that's going to be the case. And there's a lot of numbers that we can look at, Cap, and say he's got a lot to work on. A lot. 55 sacks, yes. A rickety offensive line, but some of that is on him as well, holding the ball too long. Uh, but he'll, he'll learn, though. This will be his second full season as a starter with his team coming up in 2023. I can't wait to see it. I'm can't excited. Wait. Can't wait to see it. Excited. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to you in Manuka. Here's Paul on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, guys. And I, I agree with you, Cap. I, I, I think it starts with Poles because they're a three-way team here. So Poles is going to have the pressure to put the team out there. Eberflus and the coaches, they got to coach the players. But ultimately, it's going to be on fields. And all that tape that we've seen this year, there were some times where he could have made some plays. And if we get that big-time receiver like they're talking with maybe Hopkins from Arizona or if it's Adams from the Raiders, Whoever we get, if they get themselves open, Fields has got to make that pass, and he's going to have the time. He's going to have the. He's just going to have to show that he can do it. So I think all three of them got pressure, but ultimately it's going to come down Fields at the end. We appreciate a telephone call. You know, when it comes to Fields. Fields threw seventy-one percent of his passes on target in twenty twenty-two, according to Pro Football Reference, the sixth worst mark among regular starters. His receivers and offensive linemen were also graded last in the NFL by pro football focus. The result was the NFL's worst passing attack by a wide margin. Well, yeah, no blank. You see the weapons he had to work with? Of course. Okay, okay. can you please read me the PFF line you just read again? Yeah, uh, from, from the top or his receivers? The 
paragraph that says Fields through. Yeah, Fields threw 71% of his passes on target in 2022 per pro football reference. The sixth worst mark among regular starters. That's from Finley from the Sun-Times this morning. read the next line, please. Yeah, this is from Finley from the Sun-Times this morning. His receivers and offensive linemen were both graded last in the NFL by pro football focus two. The result was the NFL's worst passing attack by a wide margin. Okay, so there has been this narrative out there, you're too negative, me. Mm Mm-hmm. About the offensive line. They actually have a bunch of guys that could step up and be really good players. Okay, Braxton Jones is a work in progress. We can admit that, correct? Mm -hmm. I think he might fit better at right tackle. We'll find out if he can get strong enough to be a solid left tackle going forward. I don't know the answer to that yet. No one does. Tevin Jenkins is his ups and his downs. Who else on that offensive line do you go, I gotta have that guy. I don't see that Riley Reef. No. No, there is nobody. And, you know, let's, let's put this out here, too, because we haven't talked about this before regarding what you just said. We are a lot more impatient with offensive linemen than we are the actual quarterback. Correct. Because we're so, we just don't want Fields to get hurt, and we just don't want him to just be running for his life all the time because the offensive line can't hold their water. Correct. So we're more impatient with that because we want to get that right. I mean, if you're a Bengals fan, the same thing, right? The offensive line is not, still not great, still not good, but yet the Bengals find a way to win games because of Burrow's arm and because of weapons. Weapons, a lot of times, the elixir to a bad offensive line. Cincinnati shows you that, do they not? They do. Now, again, I told you I, I was with you. That, that's a bad offensive line. When I talked to a guy who broadcasts with them, Lance McAllister, he said, hang on. Take the first whatever games Joe Burrow was dealing with appendicitis. He didn't have part of camp. He said the last 12 games, they've been a top five offensive line. I don't know if that's accurate, and I haven't broken down offensive line tape on the Bengals. Sorry. But if that's the case, it's trending up. We don't have those players on our roster yet to trend up. We just don't. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Derek in Brooklyn, New York, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Good morning, Derek. Yo, good morning, Cap. Jay Hood, how y'all doing? What's up? What's up, man? I'm, I'm chilling, brothers. You know, love listening to the show. I chime in, you know, try to chime in every day. But um, as far as the most pressure, in my opinion, I think it's flu. So I'm going to say why. He's a defensive-minded, you know, coach, and he's the head coach. And the defense didn't play that great. Some of the rookies played well, but there was injuries and things of that nature. So if Ryan Poles gets Eberflus, you know, the, the suitable players for both sides of the ball, and they still underperform, to me, that's a that's a coaching thing. Well, hold on a second. Let's see if someone else agrees with that. Uh, Space is with us on ESPN 1000. <laughs> Good morning, Space. How you doing? What's your idea, Space? <laughs> Good morning, everyone. What's up, honey? What's up, Cap? What's up? What's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? Good. Say good morning to, to hey. Derek as well. Now, Derek in Brooklyn's listening in. D, D, what's Yo. going on, man? How you feeling, man? I'm good, player. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, man, I, I, I got to disagree with you, man. I I believe that Pose is under the most stress, and here's why. Pose has to identify talent. Flus has to develop the talent. Justin has to try to get the best out of said talent. Now, if Poles come in here under the PACE Act and you want to draft, let's say, Kevin White, who can't see the field, you want to draft Adam Shaheen, who who I believe he's coaching 
at Glenbard West. You want to draft, no. Uh, no, you know, you want to draft, move up and get uh, right. Mr. Trubisky. If you come under here under that act and you just do a terrible job at getting the talent, then you, you're you you're under fire. Now, if you come in here, you find a way to get T. Higgins from, uh, you know, get, get us a true number one, you get us a good left tackle and things like that, then it can fall down. Then it can have the trickle-down effect. But right now, Paul's job is to get us set talent for your premier quarterback. Okay. You, Derek, you, Derek, you agree okay. with that or no? I, to a certain degree, but I'm going to say this. I think Ryan Poles has proved he can get talent because look at Brisker, look at Gordon. You know, they had decent seasons even though they missed a few games because of injury, but that that's going to happen. What I'm saying is Flus, he's supposed to be a defensive guru, and he picked a good offensive coordinator. So as far as the offense side of the ball, if like I said, Poles has the, we had, he didn't have no money last year to really make no moves. He just did the best he could with what what was available at that moment. Now we got a boatload of money. We're going to get a boatload of picks. I think Poles has proved he can pick talent out the talent pool. But to me, Flus got to he got to do his part and develop. You know what I mean? That's just the way I'm looking at it. Now I hear that. I hear you, and I counter with this. I, I, I love Brisker. I love Gordon. Uh, what about Valus Jones? Can't make the 53-man roster. What about Riley Reese? Who, why do we Riley pick Reece him up? Why do we go up, man. And Valus, you see and Valus, him there? He just got to get his attitude together. I think he came in thinking, you know, had that I'm the man attitude, even though he was a third-round pick. But he probably thought he was just going to come in there and reality set in. And, you know, but um, I think Valus Jones could be something decent. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be a number one or number two, but I think he could be a I'm with, decent. I'm with Derek. He gets a second, second bite at the yeah. apple for me. There you go, man. Yo, listen, love the show. I'm at work. I'm going to continue to listen. Love you guys. Your space. Take it easy. Everybody take it easy. Have a great day. All go right. Bears, best baby. to your wife. Bear go Bears. Bear down. All right. Bear space, down, space. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. 312-332-3776 our phone number. They found common ground, even though they disagreed. Yeah. They found common ground because there is really no wrong answer to this. Such, it, a, such a great concept you have brought to the air in Chicago. It's phenomenal. Just bringing people together. I love it. It's different opinions, but I think we all could come to common ground. One side was on Eberflus. The other side was on Poles. But I think they came to the middle like, yeah, we just need to win. Either way, they said, Cap, you're nuts. It's not. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Uh, Who's under more pressure? We're talking to you on the ride in this morning. Poles, Fields, or Eberflus? Shout or no shout at 8 o'clock on Cap and J-Hood. You're listening to Cap and J Hood. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJ Hood. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. On I-80 is with Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Jerry. Jerry? I'm here. Go ahead, pal. How are you doing today? We're What's well, up? thanks. Hey, it falls uh, squarely on polls. Uh, if we have the insane unknowns like we had this year on the field, on the defensive side, and the offensive line, you know, Justin's going to be running like crazy like he did. Uh, for his life on the offense and in the defense, we couldn't stop anything. And uh, health, 
something's got to fall on the strength and conditioning because those guys, they were super hurt. So something needs to be done from that point of view. If we don't have the talent on the field with $100 million and the ability to trade down and get an offensive lineman to protect uh, fields, it can't fall on fields, and it definitely can't fall on the coach. The coach did an amazing job this year. We were in most games. Uh-huh. Amazing? With, with, amazing am- job, Can we, huh? we pump the brakes, please, on amazing at 3-14? and 14? Amazing. Okay, okay, if you don't have the talent to play the positions, it doesn't make any difference. They were in most games. He did a credible job. Yes. Amazing? No. No. By Kyle ha- Shanahan did an amazing job. Yes. You could say that there's a foundation laid on what he wants to see by saying we have this hits principle and you know, turn the football is unacceptable. Making those th- those things and saying those things, that's good. Foundational stuff. But amazing, no. 3-14 and 14 is not amazing. Maybe in the IHSA, but not in the NFL. Correct. We appreciate the phone call as we go to Melrose Thanks, Park. Thanks, Jerry. Have a good day, kid. Here's Joey G on ESPN 1000. Hey! Hey, what's happening, guys? How are you? How are you? Dad? I'm happening. Morning. One more day till I'm 62. Oh, really? That. Really? Yeah. Happy, so anyways, happy I, I birthday to you. This with Shay, and it's going to start with uh, Poles. Let's say Poles goes out and scores in the draft and in free agency. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now the next ladder is our coaching staff. Can our coaching staff coach talent? I have no faith in the coaching staff. But last month I said I don't like the defensive coordinator. When Minnesota loses uh, this Sunday or this week, whatever they're playing, mm-hmm. I should go after Leslie Frazier, come and coach the defense. So you don't like but, Alan, uh, Alan Williams you don't have, you have a problem with, huh? The D.C.? Yes. You got no so talent, it Joey. Seems like, it seems like Alan Williams came out with, a game plan that lasted through the first quarter. Then all of a sudden we're out of the game. Defense stinks. It does stink. There's no question about That's that. That's not on Alan Williams. Now, here's the thing. Well, how about this? Instead of trying to carve up the blame pie, how about this, Joey? Does it make sense for me to say it, when you lose, you lose as a team? It's not just players. It's not just the GMs. It's everybody. When you lose, everybody underachieves. Is that fair to say? Agree. Okay. How do I not agree with the sports caster of the year? Exactly. (laughs) I'm just just telling you. And here's the thing, Joey, happy birthday tomorrow. I'm sure we'll talk to you, but happy birthday. It'd be like new program director walks in and says, "Uh, Jonathan, no more computers in the studio. Mm. Can't look anything up. Uh, Shay is off your show. We brought this new person in. Doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. Speaks whatever. Mm-hmm. Mandarin. Right. Excuse me? I don't speak that. How are we going to co- figure it out? Because they took away your computer, Roquan. Yep. They took away your producer, Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack. And it just kept taking away. How am I supposed to coach that defense? That's not on Allen Williams, man. I don't care. No. I, I hate it what I saw defensively. It is, 
I'm trying to have to look it up. I, it is the worst defense I think I've ever seen with the Bears. I believe that is the case. It was horrible. Uh, he or it? It. Like yeah. after after the trades, it was the worst defense in football. Okay, I think that the defense in 2014 that gave up 55 to the Eagles mm-hmm. and 50-something to the Patriots... Didn't they give up two fifty burgers? I think three because they gave up they gave up almost fifty to the Packers and the Packers. So there was two or three fifty burgers and multiple awful performances. That team was a train wreck in the room. Guys on that team have said, "Oh my God, it was so out of control," and they couldn't stop. Maybe I thought that was a worse situation. That was uh, that was Shea's guy, Mel Tucker. If I, if I remember correctly. And it wasn't his fault. No, they, well, they, listen, they he's did. also coaching the worst def- defense in college football, so maybe it was. Well, how about this? What was weird about that whole thing with Mel Tucker is his, his hands were cuffed, and they told him, you got to run the cover, too. They told him he's got to run the cover, too. Yeah, you're aware of that, Shay, right? The Athletic reported that they told him, as Hoodie just you are running that defense. He said, I don't know that defense. I don't even know the terminology. Figure it out. And during practice, he would ask Lance Briggs, hey, Lance, what is that term? Correct. You're going to run what we tell you to run, even though that's not what you do. And he's an idiot. And then he went to Alabama, and everyone's like, wow, that defense flying around. Because he's got really good fucking, really good freaking, sorry about that. (laughs) Go to break. Sorry, about it was that. also Georgia. <laughs> We've got to get shot or no shot. Let's go to break. <laughs> I get a little fired up at times. <laughs> Somebody hit a button. Let's go to break. <laughs> I get a little fired. Oh. Up.